Hello, I'm Tom Wilkinson, and welcome to the Thinking in English podcast, a podcast for intermediate to advanced level English learners. What is your New Year's resolution? Let's talk about how to make great English learning goals for 2023, and how to keep your resolution all year. You can find the full and free transcript over on the Thinking in English blog. Check out my Instagram page and YouTube channel, both called Thinking in English Podcast. Subscribe to my Patreon for weekly conversation clubs, and leave a like, rating, or review wherever you are listening right now. Here is today's episode. It's the beginning of a new year. And that means people are talking about New Year's resolutions again. Making a New Year's resolution is a common tradition in Western countries, and my country, the UK, at the beginning of every January. A resolution is a promise, a commitment to make a difference in our lives over the next year. A New Year's resolution can be a promise to start doing something. Common examples include to start exercising, start learning a language, start reading more books, or start to eat healthier. It is also common to have the opposite type of New Year's resolution and promise to stop something or give up something. People will often promise to stop drinking alcohol, give up smoking, stop using social media, or spend less money. However, the reality is that most New Year's resolutions fail. We break them, forget about them, can't actually achieve them, or change our minds. A 2007 study by the psychologist Richard Wiseman traced 3,000 people's New Year's resolutions. He found that only 12% of people kept their promises and made a real change in their life. This means that 88% of people failed at their self imposed goals. I constantly fail at my New Year's resolutions. Actually, I don't really even make these kinds of commitments anymore because I know I will just fail. Last year on the podcast, I think I said I wanted to read a lot more books in 2022. I even started reviewing books on the Thinking in English blog and promised I would read every night before I slept. I started well. I read a few books from the June series and a book called Open about global society, but that was it. I think in total I only read six or seven books for the first time in 2022, way below my goal of 20 or more. Today, I want to look at why people fail their New Year's resolutions, why I fail my New Year's resolution, using research and science, and then discuss how we can make the best resolutions. Then I'll give a few examples of resolutions that would suit a thinking and English learner. A thinking and English listener like you. So, why do people fail their New Year's resolution? New Year's resolutions have been around for a long time, with ancient people in Rome and China having similar practices at the beginning of the year. By the 19th century, it had become very common for people in Western countries to make resolutions. 
and by the beginning of the 20th century, close to 50% of people in the USA were estimated to make a resolution. Despite this, we are not very good at making them. I mentioned earlier that a study in 2007 found that 88% of people failed their New Year's resolution. Other research varies. A YouGov poll a few years ago put the figure at 65% failing. But it seems as though at least half of the people who make a resolution will not keep it. Why? One survey reports that 35% of people failed because they had an unrealistic goal. 33% didn't keep track of their progress. 23% forgot about their goals. And 10% said they had too many resolutions. One important factor in determining the success is the way you think about or frame your goal. Per Karlbring, from the Stockholm University, realise that there is a difference between avoidance goals and approach goals. An avoidance goal involves stopping to do something or giving something up, while an approach goal is starting something new. People with approach goals were apparently 25% more likely to succeed in keeping a resolution. So, when you make a commitment, you need to do it positively. We need to do things rather than stop things. In Richard Wiseman's 2007 study, he found that 22% of people were more successful if they thought of their resolution in terms of small and measurable goal setting. Overall, people tend to fail resolutions if they are unrealistic involve certain behaviour that you have to stop and that they don't think about their goal in a measurable way. So how can you make a good New Year's resolution and keep it all year? In fact, this doesn't have to apply to just New Year's resolutions but any goal or aim that you have in your life or your studying life, your English learning life. I thought long and hard about the different recommendations I could give to all of you listening. But the truth is, I'm not an expert, and I'm quite bad at keeping my own resolutions. Instead, I'm going to give you 10 recommendations from Professor of Psychology and expert on New Year's resolutions, Richard Wiseman. I'll reword his recommendations slightly to make them easier to understand and more relevant to English learners but you can find his original article linked on the blog. So here are 10 tips to make a great New Year's resolution. 1. Just make one resolution. Dedicate all of your effort or energy on one goal or aim. 2. Take time to think about your resolution carefully. Sit down, drink a cup of tea, think about everything and plan out a resolution. 3. Make a new resolution. Don't choose an old goal or a target that you have failed before. Think of something new and fresh. 4. Don't copy someone else's resolution or a popular resolution. Make your own that is relevant to what you want, what you want to achieve and where you want to see progress. 5. 
Turn your goal into smaller steps that you can achieve and measure and are time-based. For example, if you want to write more in English, you could set a goal to write a page in a journal every week. This is something you can measure, a page, and is time-based every week. 6. Tell everyone about your New Year's resolution. You'll get more support and you'll fear failing if you tell people. 7. Remember the benefits of keeping your New Year's resolution. How will your life be better if you continue doing it every day? 8. Reward yourself when you achieve a small step on the way to your goal. 9. Track your progress by writing it down. Keep a journal or a spreadsheet. 10. If you fail, think about it as a temporary setback and don't give up. You have not failed completely just for that one day. Now I've given you some tips on how to make a good resolution. What are some good resolutions for English learners? Let me give you a few suggestions. However, remember these are just suggestions. You need to think carefully about your own goals, your own English level and your own ambitions to make sure the resolution is right for you. Use my suggestions as inspiration to make your own goals. Read more English books. One of the best ways to add more English to your life, learn more vocabulary and immerse yourself in the language is to start reading more books. Books are great for English learners. A vague goal like read more books is likely to lead to failure. I failed in this exact resolution last year. The research that I talked about suggests we need to make the goal realistic, measurable and time-based. How can we do this? Well, we can make it measurable and time-based by setting a target number of books to read in a time period. Last year, I encouraged one of my students to start this same resolution. We agreed that she would try to read six books in a year, six English books in a year. That is one book every two months. She was someone who rarely read books and had never really read English before. So this seemed like a realistic goal. But think about your own situation. Could you try reading a book every month? Think about your own level, goals and lifestyle. Maybe if a whole book seems scary, you could set your goal in pages. Maybe read two pages of a book every day. And remember to make this goal realistic. We all want to jump in and read some famous novels in a foreign language. But if you have never read a book in English before, it might be too difficult. Don't worry though, there's lots of options out there for English learners. On the Thinking in English website, I have a lot of book recommendations and every book there is available as a graded reader designed to help English learners start reading. Be realistic about your choice of book and don't be embarrassed to read a book designed for English learners. This is, I read this kind of book for Japanese learners. I read parallel readers and graded readers because reading a Japanese novel is too difficult for me. But don't be embarrassed, it's the best way to start reading.
start an English journal. Another great idea is to start an English or learning journal. The only way to write in English is to practice writing in English, and starting a journal is a good start. You could write about your ideas, your day, your English study progress, or anything really. I'm actually about to start designing my own thinking in English journal for English learners. Would you be interested in this? But how can we make this writing goal measurable, time-based, and realistic? Well, first, set a schedule and an amount to write. For example, write one page in English once a week. A good suggestion is to choose a day and time to write, like every Sunday at 10 a.m. Or if you love journaling, you could commit to writing something every day. By having an amount, you are going to write, like a page or a paragraph, and a time to write every day or every week. You can measure this goal. And how about being realistic? Well, choose the topic of your writing, the content, based on your goals and your English level. A good start would be to review a TV show you just watched, or a book that you read that week, or record what you learned that day. You don't have to write a journal in a book. One of my Patreon subscribers tries to write LinkedIn posts in English as often as possible, or you could join the Thinking in English Discord community and promise to start writing something in the group every day. Use new words. This is a very common resolution for English learners: learn new words and use them. Expanding your vocabulary is vital, but how can we make this measurable and realistic? Well, choose a number and type of words to use, and a time limit to do so. Learn five new words a week, one word a day. It's up to you. Learn words that are useful to you or relevant to something you want to do. And how are you going to use them? Well, use them in your English journal. Write something on social media using these words. Have a conversation including the words with a language exchange partner. Think about a way. You can use your new vocabulary. Join the Thinking in English Conversation Club. People often want to practice speaking in English as part of their New Year's resolution, and a great way to do this is to join a language exchange group, an English study group, or a conversation class. Find other English learners or language learners and practice speaking together. There are lots of options online to find people. One student of mine has an Economist magazine study group with people he met on Twitter, and another student uses HelloTalk, a language exchange app, every week. Another option is for you to join the Thinking in English conversation groups and Discord server. We now have over 200 English learners from around the world who all listen to Thinking in English and want to work together to practice and improve their English. We currently run conversations every Tuesday and Thursday at three different times, and there are lots of opportunities for you to make your own study groups and your own connections with people on our Discord server. We currently have a group of IT and software engineers making their own community. You could set a goal to join our conversation club every week. The details are in the description of the podcast or on the Thinking in English blog. 
do something in English every day. Finally, you could commit to spending some of your time in English. One of the best ways to do this is to just commit to spend 10 minutes doing something in English every day. Having this time commitment is key. Make it realistic to you. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an entire hour. Do what is possible in your situation. What could you do in English? Read a newspaper. Have a conversation. Use an English recipe to cook dinner. Play a game or a puzzle in English. Write in English. Do something, anything that you enjoy in English. So here is today's final thought. Today I've talked about New Year's resolutions, the research behind why people fail to keep them, and how to make a resolution that will stick. The key is to make realistic commitments that can be measured and are time-based. Take your time, plan, and think about the perfect resolution for you. So what is your New Year's resolution? Leave a comment in the Thinking in English blog, a comment on Spotify, or a comment on Instagram, and let me know your New Year's resolution. Speaking about the Thinking in English blog, we completely redesigned it over the winter break. So go and check it out and have a look and let me know what you think about our blog. Hopefully it's a little easier to use, easier to find old transcripts, and going forward we're going to put a lot more information on the Thinking in English blog. If you want to support the podcast and help me turn this into my job, please consider supporting me on Patreon. Uh, Patreon is a community where podcast listeners and fans can support their favourite podcast. And for my subscribers, we are doing conversation clubs every Tuesday and Thursday at 12pm, 6pm and 9pm UK time. That's right, we've increased from doing two conversation clubs to six conversation clubs a week. Why are we doing this? Because we want as many people as possible to join from all over the world, practice speaking with other intermediate and advanced level English learners, and form a community. Make your own groups. Start talking about books and science and history and English learning and and whatever you want to talk about. Make friends, speak in English, live an English life. And that's why we have made this community. So you can join by clicking the link in the description or heading over to my website. Um, The podcast will always be free, but to join the community, support me and improve your English and make some English connections. But thank you for listening today. Make sure to let me know your New Year's resolutions in the comments and I will see you all next week. Goodbye.